So far in uh, our series on the book of Psalms, Sacred Songs, we've talked about songs of lament, we've talked about songs of royalty, and songs of praise. And I know it's not November, but this morning we're going to talk about songs of thanksgiving, right? In 1979, ZZ Top sang this song, you didn't have to love me like you did, but you did what you did, and I thank you. Funny story, the first person I ever hear, heard sing that song was actually Chucky at Chuck E. Cheese. That's how I became very familiar with that song. But uh, that's a song of thanksgiving. I thank you, thank you, thank you. And thanksgiving is so important. You know, prayer and worship and singing are all intertwined. The, th the same things that we should be praying about are the same things that we should be singing, are the same things that we should be worshiping about. You may not fancy yourself a singer, but you at the very least can join in and pray the words as we sing, those words that we just sang. You're the father to the orphans. Your kindness makes us whole. You shoulder our weakness. Now you're making us like you, clothing us in white. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Even if you say, well, I can't sing, you can pray those words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever it happens, you've taught me to say it is well. It is well with my soul. We can pray these words as we worship together as a church and we come together and we sing things like worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise that we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath that we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus' name above every other name. Jesus, the only name who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We can sing these words not just in uh, with our mouths, but with our hearts, and we can cry out and praise our God. You may, may not be able to sing worth a lick, but you can pray these words with your heart and join in worship to our God. So adoration, confession and lament, thanksgiving, supplication and asking for help. These are all things that we should pray, but also things that we should praise with. And the truth is, for Christians, singing and prayer are not that different. And some of us, that's really what we need to liven up our prayer life is to not be so refined with it and instead just belt out some praise and thanksgiving. You want to know a secret? This is kind of weird, right? <laughs> David was so thankful to God once that he did something a little bit crazy, okay? In 2 Samuel 6, 14, it says this. It says, David danced before the Lord with all his might. That's how thankful David was. And he got a little bit weird, right? And it wasn't just like a little, you know, dance. Becca, come up here and show us what it looks like to dance with all your might. <laughs> all of it, right? He danced with all of his might. David celebrated what God had done. And joy was part of his worship. Is it part of yours? I'm not saying we all need to break down and dance or something like that, but what I am saying is sometimes you let go a little bit 
and just praise and give thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving and gratitude are so simple, but they're so important. Not just because it's the right thing to do, but it helps us with our lives. It is, it's healthy for us to give thanksgiving. Here's a quote from Marilisa Fabregia. I don't know how you say it. Gratitude, look, it's awesome. It says, gratitude means thankfulness. Counting your blessings. Noticing simple pleasures and acknowledging everything that you've received. It means learning to live your life, life as if everything were a miracle. And being aware on a continuous basis of how much you have been given. These psalms of thanksgiving are filled with adoration, with gratitude, because of an abundance of blessings. Some of them are songs of individuals thanking God. Like Psalms chapter 30, it says this. He says, I will extol, and that word extol means praise very highly. He says, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought me up from Sheol. That means death. You restored my life from those who uh, go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, O ye saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Some of these are psalms of individuals. Others are songs of communities coming together and thanking God. Like this song, uh, song of ascent in Psalms 124. It says... If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. Let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when the people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. But blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. See, these people understand and they're just staring right at the fact that God has done so much for them. See, Thanksgiving is such a simple thing, but it is so powerful. It means acknowledgement of how good God's been. Appreciativeness. Gratitude, gratefulness, honor, indebtedness. It's noticing the things that God has done for us. When was the last time you really acknowledged how good God has been to you? One of the best known Psalms is uh, Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God, he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Thanksgiving isn't quiet this chapter declares that all the earth shout out his praise because of what God has done. Serve the Lord with gladness because he has been good to you. Praise is all about who God is. But thanksgiving is all about what God has done. 
I, last year, give or take, uh, I went to a Mountaineer football game, and uh, they won, and it was so cool to hear them sing, Take Me Home, Country Roads. After that win, all these people were shouting out this praise for this football team for winning. And that's what our thanksgiving should look like. When we come into the presence of a good God with singing. Why? Because he made us and we are his. We are his people. So give thanks to him. We bless him. He is a good God whose faithfulness and love is forever. But I'm sure you don't really have that much to be thankful for, right? right? The reason we don't do this is because God has not been that good to us, right? No, we are his people. He made us. He is a good father. I want everybody to think of one thing to be thankful for. Just take a second. One thing that God has done for you. Hopefully it didn't take you very long. Now we're going to get a little weird like David did, right? Someone stand up and tell us. Awesome. Here we go. Let's start over here. Salvation. Salvation. Go ahead. Health. Soften your heart. Amen. Brother Dan. Ah. Ah, that's great. That's awesome. Well, gave him a wife, husband. We got anybody on this side of the room that's thankful for anything? Just the left side. Back in the back. Go ahead. Your daughter. Awesome. There we go. Oh, that's a big one. Amen. He woke you up this morning. Anybody in the balcony? Ron, you got one? The mics are working today. Hey, I like it. Amen. Hey, we have so much to be thankful for. What was the last time you really acknowledged how good your God has been to you? Good health, money in the bank, friends, freedom to worship God, parents that loved you, a job, education, a home, the ability to read, a bed, laughter, a car, clean water, indoor plumbing, air conditioning, heat in the winter, a roof that doesn't leak, the beauty of nature, electricity, your sight, your hearing, access to medicine, hobbies to enjoy. Morning coffee, amen? Vacation. But how about forgiveness of the most heinous sins we've ever committed? How about grace to get the things that you don't deserve? How about mercy to not get what you do deserve? How about knowing that you're on your way to heaven this morning? How about the peace and the hope of knowing the eyes of the maker of the universe are right on you? And he sees your hurt and he loves you. We have so much to be thankful for, and it ought to overflow out of us. Melody uh, Beatty says this. I love this quote. It's awesome. It says, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home. A stranger into a friend. Thankfulness is the key to contentment. Wouldn't it be great to be content, right? To say, I have all that I want. Have you ever had such an amazing meal that you were content at the end of it? There's no way that you wanted more, not in quality or in substance. You were full. 
And thankfulness is the key to being full in your life. Someone said, want only what you have, and you'll have all you want. Epicurus said this, he said, do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not. Remember what you have now was once among the things you only hoped for. See, before we complain about our wives or before we complain and criticize our children, just remember that you wished for this. And there was a day that you were so thankful for this, but somewhere along the way, you took your eyes off of it and you began to see only the bad parts of it instead of all the wonderful, amazing, good parts of it. Before you take your parents for granted, just remember there are some that wish they had what you had. Don't spoil what you have by wanting what you don't have. So not only is thankfulness the right thing to do, but like all things with God, all the things that God asks us, it's not just the right thing to do, it is what is best for us. And science even proves that. Psychology Today states that there are seven scientifically, uh, scientifically proven benefits of thankfulness and gratitude. I'll run through these real quick. The first one is this. Gratitude opens the door for more relationships. Not only does saying thank you consti- uh, constitute good manners, but showing appreciative, uh, man, appreciativeness, shoot, appreciation, <laughs> whatever. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> But not only is it the the polite thing to do, but it makes people more likely to want to be your friend. Science proves that. Uh, According to a 2014 study published in Emotion magazine, the study found that thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship with you. So whether it's you thank a stranger for holding a door or send a thank you note to a colleague that did something nice for you, helped you on a project, acknowledging other people's contribution can lead to new opportunities. Gratitude also improves your physical health. health. Thankful people experience fewer aches and pains as reported by uh, personality and individual difference. In 2012, it reported a, uh, a feeling of healthy uh, and a healthy lifestyle. Gratitude uh, also improves psychological health. Gratitude reduces a multitude of toxic emotions from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. Robert Emmons, a leading gratitude researcher, has conducted multiple studies on the link between gratitude and well-being, and his research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression. Gratitude also enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner, even when others behave less kindly. According to a study in 2012 by the University of Kentucky, The participants in this study ranked higher on gratitude and they were less likely to retaliate against others, even when given negative feedback. They experienced more sensitivity and empathy toward other people and decreased desire to seek revenge. Grateful people even sleep better. 
Writing, they say writing in a gratitude journal improves sleep. If you spend 15 minutes being thankful before you go to bed, you'll sleep longer and better. Gratitude improves self-esteem. There's a 2014 study published on, uh, in the Journal of Applied Psychology, and it found that gratitude increased uh, athlete self-esteem, and that's an essential uh, component to optimal performance. And other studies have shown as well that uh, it reduced, gratitude reduces social comparisons, and rather than becoming resentful toward people who have more money or better jobs, which is a major factor in reduced self-esteem, grateful people are also able to appreciate others' accomplishments. And lastly, gratitude increases mental strength. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress, but it may also play a major role in overcoming trauma. A 2006 study published in Behavior Research and Therapy found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of PTSD. A 2003 study uh, also showed that gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following the terroristic attacks of September 11th. Recognizing all that you have to be thankful for, even during the worst times, fosters resilience. So whether you choose to write a few sentences down in a gratitude journal or simply take a moment to silently acknowledge all that you have, giving thanks can transform your life. It can change you. So there you go. In case you needed more proof other than God's word that thankfulness is the way to go. It's always the best way, which isn't a surprise because God's way is always the best way. Psalms 107 says, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. I like this next song, uh, part. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from trouble and uh, gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding not uh, a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted within them. But then... They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Thankfulness is the key to contentment. This passage says his loyal love is forever. And it also uh, encourages us, if you are redeemed and if you have been bought by the blood of the land, say so. Do something about it. Tell someone about it. Thank him for it. Some of us wandered in the desert of this life, caught up in the chains of sin, hungry for something real, thirsty for something more. Some of us were caught up in pride and self-righteousness. Some of us were drowning in the depths of depression and hopelessness. Some of us were bound by chains of addiction and drugs and pornography, dependence on alcohol. Some of us were burned with the fires of anger and rage. Some of us were lost in this rat race, pursuing illusions of riches and power and fame. But in the end, we found that they were the most empty things in this world. Our souls were fainting within us, tired and broken. But then, but then, 
But then we finally cried out to the Lord in our trouble, and he heard us. Think about that. God heard you, and God brought deliverance and rescue, and he gave our hearts a home. So thank him for his loyal love, for his wonderful works on our behalf, for he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ this morning and he has saved you and delivered you, then you are missing out if you're not living a life of gratitude and thanksgiving. So make some noise for God, some joyful noise. Say thank you. Constantly acknowledge God's goodness towards you. Appreciate what he has done for you. Live a life of gratitude and be grateful, constantly remembering your indebtedness to our God. We have so much to be thankful for. And not only does God deserve that thanks, but you will be better for it. With every head's bowed and eyes closed, worship team's going to come. Let's spend this morning meditating on the goodness of our God. The book of Psalms shows us these great outpourings of thanksgiving from these writers that just could not contain how good God has been to them. The culture and society that we live in right now is constantly telling us to get more, that we deserve more, that it's unfair that others have things that we don't have, and it's bad for us. Social media shows us all these perfect pictures of perfect families that aren't real. They paint pictures of uh, people with good looks and posing the exact right way to make them look the best. And when we look in the mirror, we can be tempted to think that we are less than. But turn all that off. And instead, meditate on the goodness of our God. The things that we have that we don't deserve and the things that we don't have that we do deserve. Thanksgiving ought to flow out of us, bubble out of us. Those around us should constantly be reminded that anything that I have is because of God and how good he is. And if we would live a life of thanksgiving, we would have people asking us, why are, why are you so thankful? Something, this bad thing that happened to you, and yet you're still just talking about the good parts of it. It's not that we don't notice the bad, but we realize that if God never does anything good for us ever, ever, ever again, we still ought to praise him with the rest of our lives. Let's meditate on that. Take some time to pray and thank God for how good he has been to us.